You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there. Welcome to episode 27 of the 515 Podcast. Um, this is Jason Priestmeyer, joined as always by John Wayne McMahon. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Jason. Awesome. We're it's doing a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. This is one of those days where I'm not sure what to wear. I went to the grocery store <laughs> and it's cold outside, but I'm wearing shorts. Oh yeah, for because sure. Because I'm like, well, I'm not going to a jack i'm just running in and out but i was like really suffering yeah uh, i was just i was uncomfortable it, it uh, got hot right in the middle of the day too if you're out in the yeah sun. and then that that yeah. happens so you just well yesterday was a little colder was it it's probably about the same but it was rainy it's rainy yeah. that's true yeah so that was even worse but fortunately I, remember, I i was walking out to my car after work um and it was really cold and i was like man i wish i had a jacket it's in the car that's perfect <laughs> but it's great because it's also my rain jacket so when i got gotcha. you by the church i was perfectly See, today was today was one of the days where i wanted to be on the golf course yeah oh man it's okay that's good the weekend we have to work no no i got pastoral duties tomorrow all right well that is uh, appropriate that we're dude. Open. we're on episode 27 27 so um I kind of recapped what this podcast is about last week, so I'm not, I won't go through that spiel again. Yeah. But yeah, the, the idea that this has been 27 weeks. Yeah. Which is uh, more half than a half a year, slightly. Right, just over. Just over half a year. Um, we're actually up in our game this week. Yeah. Um, we're practicing. Um, this video is probably not going to go up, but we're actually recording video yeah. of this. And it's very distracting to to me and to John, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, we're kind of just looking at each other awkwardly like, oh, there's a camera right here. So yeah. has, um, who knows what that will turn into? Hopefully, uh, down the road, something cool. Not down the road, like like soon. Well, soon's down the road, but yeah. it's, it's still, I don't want people. I know, but you make it, I'm not going to let you, like, kick the can way down the road. No. I try to get Jason. So basically, this camera allows us to live stream. Yeah. And so we're going to live stream to social media probably pretty soon, so you guys can get a look at our amazing studio at Jason's house. <laughs> yeah. And just see what what goes on at the five fifteen. But it's a way for us to get the word out too. So, um, but that's cool. So yeah, we were a little yeah. nervous about putting our big old grills on on live stream. That's true. Uh, going on at least this way we can see how bad it is. And the, we... and the worst, I'm still like I'm already dreading my as we just we alluded to last week or didn't allude to we completely outed yeah. me that I make a lot of bloopers and I takes me a couple times. Yeah, and I'm just starts. gonna make fun of you live. I know, and I'm already feeling the pressure of that happening, and it's in the as I call it, down the road, but it's very close. The other cool thing though is we are playing with this uh, camera because we're looking at hopefully live streaming Divine soon. Yeah. And so we're working on uh, having live stream, find worship and video on demand. Uh, so it'll help get our sermons out there in, in, in more ways. And so that's really neat. Just one more piece to continue reaching out to our folks at home. So yeah, that's cool. Future is bright. Yep. So I was just thinking of a horrible segue. I won't even do it. But I was like, what if? What if we actually pulled this off? But no, uh, the What If series yeah. is where we are in the uh, this sermon series. Uh, we're right. in week three of the What If um, what if we allowed God to do something extraordinary? So yeah. why don't you get us caught up on that for this week? Yeah. So the series, what if again, um, just a short introduction, the, you know, those words can bring fear and doubt, but they can also bring hope and optimism and, uh, the words that can help us dream together. And, and, um, and so 
part of this series, while it's about stewardship, it's about finances, it's about that discipline of stretching ourselves and and letting go of control and giving God control over our pocketbooks, but also our lives and the way we volunteer and serve. Uh, what if we allowed God to do something really neat? And, and what if we sought him and what if we gave him our relationships and and everything that's in our life, our careers, our marriages? Uh, what might God do in those circumstances? And so uh, we just finished the third week. Um, if you weren't with us, it was what if we allowed God to do something extraordinary through us? Of course, the first two are precursors to that. What if we humble ourselves and prayed? That's that's critical. And then what if we put God first? And then that that leads into the possibility of God doing something really extraordinary in Mm -hmm. our lives. So this past week, we looked at the parables. Uh, In the middle of Matthew's gospel, Jesus goes on this huge teaching uh, kind of journey with his his disciples where he begins, he goes into a line of successions of parables about the kingdom of heaven or the um, kingdom of God uh, in other other gospels. But in Matthew, it's the kingdom of heaven. And he talks about uh, the, the parable of the sower and he talks about the mustard seed. And now, um, and the ones we looked at was that uh, the hidden treasure in the pearl of great price. And uh, that is... <laughs> yeah. Distracting ourselves, but go ahead. Right, right, right. yeah. <laughs> Getting a text message in mid-thought. Oh, okay. Um, so... This week, looking at the man that stumbles across the treasure in the field, and he buries it, and he leaves, and he goes and sells everything he has, and he comes back and buys it. And then Jesus immediately segues into another parable of a man, a merchant, who is probably a little more well-off than the guy that finds the the treasure in the Mm -hmm. field, Um, someone who's looking for pearls so that he could sell them as a merchant would even today, yeah. uh, but sell them to, to wealthy. Uh, there, it's it's known that wealthy women in uh, Rome would wear pearls even then. And so um, he's going to look for these valuable pearls, but the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like the merchant finding the pearl that he couldn't sell, that he saw it and he, yeah. he realized it was worth more than anything. And he walks away and goes and sells everything and comes back. And he, so he probably sees, per, like if I'm thinking of a jeweler, yeah. And they're like, oh, I see these pearls, these pearls, these jewels that I'm just accustomed to. That. It's like your average daily, you know, very pricely, yeah. very pricely jewel. But all of a sudden, this one jumps out at him. Yeah. That's like, oh my gosh, that is the most priceless thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. What luck to find this or just stumble upon this. And yeah, because it's to... something of extreme value, yeah. but it's not actually currency value or worldly value to it it's priceless i like the way you said that yeah it's something that he knew he had to have but he had to keep um and and jesus and it's interesting because we have to ask like what why does jesus say that these two stories are what the kingdom of heaven is like yeah you know and and one thing that i want to point out to us is this is not saying that salvation is like this Mm -hmm. so sometimes we can read these stories and think Finding Jesus is like finding treasure in the field. We go away and sell everything. We come back and we have this. But Jesus says it's the kingdom of heaven. And in other gospels, it's the kingdom of God, which are synonymous. But what we know to be true is that the kingdom of God was initiated in in Jesus' coming and entering into the story. And uh, the gospels point out that that Jesus was... um, 
carrying on the kingdom by traveling, teaching, healing, all of those things that he's doing. And so now the kingdom of God, um, these parables are likened to the, the sphere of influence where God reigns and rules which is in the scriptures, it's when Jesus enters the story, it's the beginning of that. And then when Jesus returns, that's when that rule and reign will be fully consummated in our in our world. So that's really interesting. So then if we look at the parables then, then it's interesting to see that it is when the individual um, lets go of control and moves away from the riches or whatever is happening, that's when the, the kingdom of God is ruling and reigning in that individual's mm-hmm. life. And so I think that's important to see um, that it's not just salvation. It's not just a relationship with God, but it's actually, it's like a step up for me as I read these stories. The man that goes and lets go of things that are getting in the way is the one that's inviting God to rule and yeah. reign. Um, and that's the connotation we see in Jesus' prayer when your kingdom come, mm-hmm. um, be here as it is in heaven. And so um, I think that's important to point out. Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually really seemed to make a little bit more sense. But I mentioned before mm-hmm. that I was kind of struggling with this. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, it's it can be really, I think, misconstrued by just reading it on its face value that, oh, you're, you know, buying your stairway to heaven. You know, yeah, this yeah, is all that right. I found a treasure. Right. I'm going to get it and hoard it for myself and keep it away. But that's, yeah. that's not at all. Um, Jesus is really helping people understand the the power or the magnitude of yeah. what heaven uh god's kingdom is like sure and that's what you need to focus on not the the trinket itself right or the treasure pile whenever i think of this the 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 um the farmer finding this treasure i think of the field from shawshank redemption yeah <laughs> with yeah. the huge it's, pasture with the tree under yeah. and that wall and then you pull the rock out so yeah i keep fixating on that but i'm, I'm trying I'm like okay, maybe that's a good parallel yeah no well i think what's what's uh good to understand is and this this helps us when we're reading scripture the these two parables it's very short it's a little paragraph yeah, it's two it's stories that's already <laughs> in there um it's important to to not press parables too far like reading parables is is can be kind of an art or it takes experience to do that. It's important not to press too hard parables. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important to not take the analogy way too far, but at the same time, like it can't, Jesus can't be saying that you have to buy your way into the kingdom of God. Because when we look at what Jesus says in other places, when we don't have enough information here to figure out, we look at what Jesus says in his teachings. Okay, yeah. We look at New Testament theology, and and Jesus is never saying that we can buy or earn our way in, mm-hmm. or that any work that I do is going to allow me to, to have a, a, a relationship with Christ or to be in the kingdom of God or to experience the kingdom of God. It is by grace alone, through faith alone, right? And, and Jesus is very clear that whoever tries to save his life will actually lose his life but whoever loses his life for his sake will actually save it and so that that would be contradictory to someone reading the treasure and the pearl and thinking that they're earning their way in rather i think it's important to see that it's um someone who sees the kingdom of God, comes across it, and now knows that um, in order to live in that world where God rules and reigns, I have to I, I need to let go and, and change what's going on. And so that kind of leads me to the other thing that and we talked about this a little bit Sunday, 
it's interesting in the stories that they didn't own the treasure. They didn't own the pearl just by finding it, Mm -hmm. right? And it took them going away and reorienting their lives to have the treasure and to have the pearl. And that's, I don't think, it's not the same as earning your way into heaven. What is happening here is... um, is they are letting go of the things that get in the way so that they can experience what's happening in that life. And the reason why I think that's important is because um, um, there is this idea that, like, first of all, think about it this way. Um, There's this insinuation, I think, within the story that you can actually walk away from the treasure. Mm -hmm. Is that... I mean, like, well, I mean, they also didn't like the guy who found the treasure. He didn't take it. Yeah, you know, he could, he was working the field. He could have just picked it, took it up, took it home, and been right. done with it. But that's not right. like you said, not at all what he did. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I mean, think because think about it this way: like, how many times have we, or have you known someone in your life that is that has experienced God in like a, a good way or a uh-huh. powerful way, but has chosen not to change their life or well, that's true. Yeah. And have chosen to walk away from, yeah. from that. And so there's something tied to the response. There's something tied to the kingdom of heaven and living in the kingdom of heaven and what they do with their lives through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, think of Zacchaeus when Jesus meets in Zacchaeus's house and we don't really know what happens over that lunch, but all of a sudden, by the end of it, uh, Zacchaeus says, "You know, I'm selling, I, like I'm, I'm giving back everything yeah, I took, yeah, exactly. and I'm doing it four times over." Mm-hmm. He's not earning his way in. He's already found what he's looking for, and he knows that everything else is now. It's just different. It's yeah. not the same. That's a great exact example. Yeah, that's one that we, everyone really knows that story, and you know, we covered it really heavily a few weeks ago. So that's a right. That's good. That's a good part. Right, and I think that one's really important. Um, and then the last point before we we shift into stewardship a little bit, um, and this is kind of the heart of this me- this this whole series, is before God is going to do something extraordinary through us. He wants to do something extraordinary in us, mm-hmm. right? And so there's an old uh, pastor's story, preacher story of of the young young preacher that goes to the older preacher and says, "Listen, uh, my church just needs needs all kinds of stuff. They need just they need Jesus, and they need to take off." And I <laughs> and, and older preacher mentor friend, I need you to. I need you to come preach a revival. I need mm-hmm. you to give them revival so that we can we can move into what God has for us. And and uh, the older preacher listens for a while, and then he then he tells the young preacher, "I want you to I want you to take that chalk that's sitting in front of you, and I want you to draw a circle around you on the ground." And he says, "Before revival happens in your church, revival needs to happen in you." Oh, and right. so <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. God wants to do something extraordinary through His people through us and through the church and through everyone around us. But he desires to do that um, through changing our hearts and our lives yeah, uh, to okay. open us up yeah. to that, what what could be extraordinary mm-hmm. moving forward. And I think that's that's huge in the heart of what this series is about. Yeah, that's good. I like um, I, the other thing I was just thinking. Um, like I said, this has really helped me in my understanding, just this conversation. So yeah. I encourage people to... Um, Discuss, process, process it, it, you know, and and it it reminds me of the out of context sermon series that we had uh, several weeks back. Um, 
this could have easily been one of the scriptures that's used for that, you know, yeah. that sermon series. Yeah. You know? So don't just read something and take it at face value. Yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm putting a bow on it. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, process it, talk about it, you yeah. know, ask questions, have conversations with people, you know, uh, take it to your, your small group. And <laughs> well, like in the, like this story is not just like the, the, the rich young ruler, um, for some people, we need to to sell all of our crap, yeah, because it's getting in the way. Mm-hmm. For some of us, we need to get rid of our smartphones or learn how to not be addicted to them. For some of us, it's we need to quit our job and get another job because we're addicted to our career. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of radical living that Christ calls us to, and it's it can be challenging and it's tough. Um, but it's worth it. It's worth it. The treasure is worth any sacrifice or any adjustment that we have in our life. And so when we're talking about stewardship and we're talking about money, they can be tricky because some, some people can hear this. You're just telling me I need to sell all my stuff. And right. Like, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what happens if we reorient what God's given us, everything in our life, including our, our families and our, um, our neighborhoods and, and our, our jobs. Like what, what if we leverage those opportunities yeah. uh, to be stewards of God's grace? Like Peter talks about, um, and and to join him in his kingdom. And so that's what it is. It's about letting go of the things that are no longer important and lifting our eyes up and seeing God and, and participating in the in the kingdom mm-hmm. where God rules and reigns, where he's in charge. That's letting go of the things that can hold us and get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. All right. So stewardship. Uh, next this coming week in, in church we'll have the opportunity to respond uh, with a a uh, estimate of giving a generosity card mm-hmm. uh, you'll have the chance with your with your family to or as individuals to to estimate what you're going to give uh, to the church over the year and this is always um, an uncomfortable <laughs> subject for whatever reason yeah. like it just it's it's hard but the, the one thing I want to say about money is, this is a this is a spiritual opportunity for us, um, just like just like having conversations about the need to serve in missions and mm-hmm. and the need to be involved in small group because we're being formed to the image of Christ. This is the same thing. Money is is talked about often in Scripture, and money can grab a hold of us, and money can move us in a different direction, and so. Um, and, and honestly, so, so I'm 31 years old right now and I'm in that, and I'm a pastor. And so I'm in that, that stage of life where all my friends are getting married and like, and so I've been doing weddings all the time and premarital counseling. Like I'm, I'm doing premarital counseling for like four couples right now. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important conversations is finances because no one wants to talk about it and it's difficult to talk about. Um, but it's so important and it can be one of the giant killers of marriages. Oh yeah, for um, sure. And so communication about that's key. But why is that? Because it, it's so dangerous. It can take, it can really get a hold of our hearts and pull us in different directions. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, that's why the church always wants to talk about it, that it needs to be a part of what we do and we need to move past it being so uncomfortable. We need to be as comfortable talking about how we're spending our money uh, for God's kingdom as we are. How are we spending our time uh, for God's kingdom? Because yeah. I think that those are synonymous when it comes to spiritual opportunities that we have uh, to, to participate in God. And so 
for the listeners, if you're if you're at KUMC, if you're a member, this week's an opportunity for us to pray as a family and to 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 figure out what God may be calling us to do as um, an estimate of our giving. And so you'll have that opportunity to do that. Uh, what happens with us at the church is um, that helps us project uh, for ministry and to plan mm-hmm. for what's going on uh, over the next year. And so um, it's important for us to do that. Uh, it, it like it helps us to be able to participate in some of the incredible things that God's doing uh, all around us and through Kingwood and for us to plan and, and seek God's guidance over the next year. And so we need you. Uh, the other thing I want to say is after a hurricane, this is a particularly sensitive oh, subject, yeah, right? Know, I'm sure. Yeah. And so <laughs> this week we're going to, we're going to preach like directly into that sensitivity mm-hmm. and to talk okay. about um, that a little bit. But um, there's some, some of our families got flooded and financial situation is in disarray and, and some of us came through okay. And so it's it's really important that we as a community know that some are not going to be able to to do what they've done in the past. Yeah. And others are going to be called to to take another step in, in that direction. I think that would happen without a hurricane. People are we're still yeah. <laughs> called in that direction to continue to, mm-hmm. to see how we can grow in our giving and our time and our graces. And um but this is this is critical, I think, and and worth praying about um, and seeking the Lord with your family, your spouse, or um, individually. Okay, so that will be next week. Next week, uh, this Sunday, we'll, yeah, we'll um, you'll look for those cards. Yeah, and um, and then that's the end of the stewardship. I yeah, mean, not that's, the stewardship, but the what if series. Yeah, sermon the series. stewardship what if series. Okay. Um, and then we'll have a couple of weeks where they'll kind of be standalone, but okay. we're, we're so close to Advent, it's crazy. Like, it's unreal. Oh, that's... Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it's already time. Yeah, Advent starts in, wow. in like three and a half weeks. Okay. Isn't that crazy? That is really hard to grasp. My neighbors... My neighbors... Did you see this? I posted on social media. My neighbors oh my had gosh. Christmas lights up. I was hoping that was like a joke. You just It was it not a joke. I walked out of the door to go to a volleyball game oh the other night, gosh. and there's Christmas lights on, and I just stopped and and mourned for about 10 seconds. I'm kind of a Scrooge for a pastor, I guess. <laughs> um, it's just too early. It's just too early. Well, it, at least wait till Black Friday is my kind of take on it. That's fine. There's, I do agree there are lines that you shouldn't cross, and it's like back-to-school commercials should not happen, you know, the second week of June. Yeah. School just got out. Let's, let's let it yeah. let it soak in for Chill a while. Out. And Christmas decorations or of course the old joke is you know you go to the grocery store as soon as halloween's over and they're putting up christmas decorations so i i I do struggle with that as well so listen i'm telling you that we're getting sucked into this right like they the people that sell christmas stuff are trying to make the season as long as possible so that we are buying Christmas lights. If yep. they can get us buying Christmas lights in September, <laughs> uh, then it's it's better for them. Okay, that's enough. I don't need to talk about it. No, no. But anyways, it, Advent is right here. And, and I'm while I'm joking about it, Advent is one of my favorite times of the year in the church. It's a liturgical um, staple point that the church remembers what G- what God has done in Jesus Christ coming into our story, we look to what Jesus is going to do when He returns. Yeah. Uh, we celebrate uh, all of those things as family, and um, and there's some cool surprises coming up in the church. We've oh. got some really 
um, we're, we're grabbing on to the cool ways that God carried us through the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And those themes and stuff are going to come out in Advent. I'm excited about it. Well, this will be the first Advent uh, season with the 515 podcast as well. So oh, yeah. I think there could be Snap. some opportunities. Maybe we'll to... sing carols together. Oh, my gosh. I... I have a whole story about my version of Christmas carolers. So if you came over singing, I would probably just slam the door in your face. But particularly me, I can't carry it. Can't, <laughs> can't carry a tune in a bucket. Yeah, I know. Um, so I'm told. All right, friends, listen. <laughs> uh, share this. Still waiting for um, some feedback from you guys. Podcast at KingwoodUMC.org. That's an email. Um, you can ask us any questions or check in. Uh, share this on social media. Tell a friend. Tell one friend this week about 515 um, and help them subscribe on their phone everyone has smartphones nowadays so help them subscribe uh that would be really neat if this is benefiting you maybe it could help somebody else uh we're thinking of you all and praying for you i hope you have a good rest of your week that's right thank you so much all right jason thank you thanks we'll see you